0: Nine. Bang zoom. Six. Five. Don't say we all. Four. Say we are. Three. Two. One. What's next?
1: Shall we do uh, honeymooners? Start there.
0: Sure. Let's start with the honeymooners.
1: Cool. Cool. Oh
0: man, man, did I? i ever know not or not know what i was missing by not having watched this show
1: <laughs> it's Good. a it's a classic but uh yeah, you it, know let me put on was. my captain video helmet by the way captain video is real
0: <laughs> is that real
1: captain video and his video rangers played from 1949 to 55 really yeah and it really was play along and kids would make like would take boxes and make helmets out of them and the whole nine uh-huh. yards oh yeah huh. it was it was a thing um you probably know the more the, the 60s version of the Honeymooners, the Flintstones.
0: Yeah, yeah, more or less.
1: Yeah, that, that's what it, that's literally what it was intended to be down, oh, to, the really? yeah, down oh, to the accents. Yeah, down to the
0: accents. Yeah, uh, OK.
1: Yeah, the difference is, is that uh, Jackie Gleason's character is a bus driver. I don't mm. think they ever actually say that here, but he's a bus driver. No,
0: but yeah, um, he's he's wearing the bus driver uniform.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whereas, of course, Fred Flintstone runs a, a, well, a Brontosaurus, Corey. but uh, yeah, he works in a quarry. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, this is I don't think it's the very first sitcom, but The Honeymooners is, is one of the first.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so I guess we should get some information on it. Uh, the Honeymooners was created by Jackie Gleason, who, of course, played the, Ralph Cramden. Uh, it only played one season, 39 episodes on CBS. So that's it. Mm-hmm. I, for some reason, I thought it went much longer. Yeah. Um, so it starred Jackie Gleason and for his wife, they actually had two two different actors. Pert Kelton played in the first nine episodes, and then Audrey Meadows for the rest. Uh Art Carney, of course, was in it, who we've seen before. He was uh the traitor who gives uh, uh Chewbacca's family the Wookie porn in the Star Wars holiday <laughs> special. That's Art Carney, yep. Yeah, um, and Joyce Randolph. And I think it really is just the four of them and the odd guest star. Like, the whole thing takes place in that one set mm-hmm. in Cramden's Kitchen. That's it. And the premise is it's a sitcom about a couple. I mean, it's bog simple.
0: Yeah, it, it doesn't really get uh, doesn't get too terribly deep, to the best of my understanding. And, yeah, I, I suppose that I kind of had that conception that it ran for longer than it did too i think it's just the the cultural impact that it had for being such an early formative sitcom
1: oh yeah i mean it's the first sound clip in our in our music bang Mm -hmm. zoom like it's so well known i mean jesus in the late 90s they were making fun of it on futurama yeah had you ever seen this show before
0: i had never seen a full episode i've seen clips i've seen bits of it here and there and i've had plenty of cultural references to it Never a once that I sat down and watched a full episode.
1: Me neither, actually. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I, I, you know, a bit here. And usually what you see is you see like one act, like between yeah. commercial breaks. That's what you wind up seeing. Like, and it's almost always bang, Zoom. Mm-hmm. Almost always to the moon, Alice. You know, what I didn't realize watching it is that she goes nose to nose with this guy. Mm-hmm. She does not cower. She is not putting up with his bullshit. Um, And I didn't know anything about her character at all. I knew who Carney was, because, of course, it's just Barney Rubble. Yeah. Um, But I didn't know. Like, I I knew very little about these characters. To me, they're almost uh, a stereotype. Very much
0: so.
1: Yeah. So, and of course, we had to do this. How do you do pilots of TV series if you don't do the honeymooners? Yeah. You know. It's it's
0: just iconic in what it is, and yeah, you're right. It's like the you can track these characters, uh, just forever, and it feels like I'm I'm sure that it's not you know ground zero for the the comedy shtick of the henpecked husband and the uh, the nattering wife, but like I'd bet you it's one of the wider um, introductions to it.
1: Probably because the only other couple I can think of in the forties and fifties would be George Burns and Gracie Allen. Mm-hmm. And there he was the straight man and she was the dumb, dumb. Right. Because he would say, say goodnight, Gracie. And she'd say, goodnight, Gracie. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and of course, George and Gracie, the names of the whales from Star Trek four, you know, there he, like she was the dits, and he was yeah. the smart guy here. Neither of them is dumb.
0: But neither of them are particularly smart.
1: <laughs> well, no. I mean, it, everyone here is painted in very broad strokes. I mean, when um when art Car- when Joyce Randolph, the the wife from next door, whose name, I don't remember, um when she tells you know uh Pat Carlton, you know, Ralph's wife, to lay it on thick to ask for a TV, I mean, she lays it on with a trowel. Oh, yeah. Uh, but again, I think we often forget that we're expecting subtlety, but this is the birth of television. Like, yeah, television had been around since the 30s, like the 1930-whatever Olympics were right. broadcast on television, but no one had one. Yeah. You know, TV only becomes a thing after the Second World War.
0: Well, you can you could really see how this is developing that, that formative era of television. It doesn't know where it sits between what we know today as television and stage theater it yeah, it sits exactly in the middle of that and can't figure out how to straddle that line because the, the concept of the multi-camera sitcom, I think that this has two different angles that they use and that's it. But this just, it doesn't know where those grounds yet because those grounds aren't yet settled. And it is super interesting to see and compare it to a more modern sitcom.
1: Oh yeah. um, We're also going to do at some point, I Love Lucy mm-hmm. and I have somewhere a picture of the set and it's they have like three or four sets. There's the club that Lucy's husband runs. Right. And then there's like, you know, the kitchen and a bunch of other sets. And they're all just on the same stage, like side by side by side by side. So the audience could always sit in the same bleachers and watch. Oh, okay. Um, but it's the same thing. It's very much a stage. But that's what most sitcoms, up until I'd say about 15 years ago, you think about Family Matters or um uh, what's the one with the the twins? Um
0: Oh, um uh no, full house um
1: full house yeah 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 yeah. the full so
0: house full, okay
1: yeah full house so if you think of those those are state those are on a staged set or uh friends which of course we'll also do sure that coffee house that uh, those apartments we only ever see them from one angle i think mm-hmm. um, barney no, miller yeah. we talked about that when we did barney miller it's the same yeah. thing it's a stage yeah um but then you you know as an example we're going to do next the bear well, that was your idea, not mine. Yeah, uh, I would never heard of the of the show, but that is definitely not a set. I mean oh, it, no. is. It, <laughs> it, it is a set, but like like it's those are hand cameras. That's yep. like, you know, it's it's not or even mash in the 70s. You know, so 20 years later or not even 20 to 18 years later, mm-hmm. that is definitely not a set. Mm-hmm. I mean, the OR is a set. You only ever see it from the one angle and like every office you only ever see from one angle. So, but but there's still a lot of them. There's all the I mean, think of all the different, all the different sets, all the different locations in Mash.
0: Yeah. Right? Oh, absolutely. There's, the swamp, there's a swamp. Margaret's tent. Yeah.
1: yeah. There's three different tents for sleeping. There's the the mess hall. There's the kitchen. There's the clerk's room. There's the co's room. There's pre-op. There's the OR. And those are just the, like those are just nine sets that you see on a semi regular basis. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. The camera isn't following them around, except for the odd episode that was experimental, but right. it's still presented as. You are the audience watching a play that takes place here, mm-hmm. you know, so that carries on for a very long time.
0: It does. Um, I, I think maybe more of what I was getting at was like even just the nature of television acting. Um, Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Because like here here, you've got these big over dramatized movements and facial expressions like you would expect from from a theater where you need to to do that to convey to the back of the audience what's happening on stage. There's no small movements. There's no there's no subtlety in the in the character design. Uh, It's all big blocky large movements over exaggerated
1: yeah and um, the voices too because they're all these people all would have had plenty of experience not just on stage but on radio Mm -hmm. and yeah it's i hadn't thought you're right i mean i I was talking about set but you're absolutely right it's it's sort of this these people hadn't learned how to be on television yet Mm -hmm. because this generation didn't grow up with that
0: no And, and there's no there's no pretense for it there's you you acted on the stage and theater. It's it's the same. You're just acting in front of a camera, yep. but it's not. It's it's grossly different styles of uh, of acting.
1: But it would take a long time to get that right. I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, it would. You know,
1: um, I, you know, like it's funny. I I did because it's you know, today. It's September the tenth. So two days ago was Star Trek Day, the anniversary of the premiere of Star Trek. So I watched one show from every show, well, like one episode from every show. Mm-hmm starting with the original series and then you just you know and i'm sort of watching this evolution over 57 years of the show and in the original one it's amazing how they had learned to move the camera but it was still very like there's really only two angles on the bridge yeah right you're either looking you're either looking over kirk's left shoulder at the turbo lift or over his right shoulder at spock but that's 99% of the time that's it and then you move into the next generation and it's actually not much different you see the front of the you see the bridge from between like essentially as if you were peeking in through the viewer and then you see the back like the upper mod, the upper consoles Picard's ready you know Picard's office you only ever see it from two angles but then you look at say Discovery or you know Strange New Worlds and the camera is all over the place and the action is very subtle and the dialogue like these people are all people who have grown up now doing nothing but film of, so like like film by film I mean in front of a camera Right. no one actually uses film anymore but um, mm. you know except J.J. J. Abrams who does it on purpose because he thinks it helps and I guess maybe it does but this <laughs> is like this is like the er sitcom like the original sitcom from which all sitcoms spring yeah you know that and and again I love Lucy and probably a few others but
0: sure but I mean there's there's a reason that there those are the names that sort of stick forever they become culturally formative and they stick around and they're pervasive forever yeah. um whether or not that's because uh they're good is is a matter of entirely separate debate but it is they were the ones that set the the standard the platform that really created the ground for everybody else to walk on here
1: oh absolutely and you know they did a pretty good job like i i thoroughly enjoyed the show i found it very charming did you Uh, i did i really liked the wife i thought she alice i thought she was wonderful Mm -hmm. um i love the dynamic between the two that they're childless and they've been married for was it 14 years Mm -hmm. and things i guess aren't as awesome as maybe they thought (laughs) but look he's she's a he's a a bus driver but you know in 2023 we forget that there was a time when one guy working even a minimum wage job would have been making enough to pay for a house right wife working was still very uncommon in the 50s not totally uncommon but way less common than today absolutely um, but if you notice like Obviously, they haven't made any progress financially. He jokes he's got $75 in the bank, and mm. even they laugh at it. I did the conversion. Uh, bank of Canada has a great website where you enter an amount in a year, and it'll tell you. So obviously, I'm talking Canadian dollars, but the Canadian and American dollars more or less bounce back and forth between each. You know, so, sometimes one is worth more, sometimes it's less. So 75 bucks is worth about $1,000. So after 14 years, he's got the modern equivalent of $1,000 in the bank. So... Yeah. not a lot of money not, no. not great you know uh and then they don't have anything like you don't have a fridge they have mm-hmm. they would have had an ice box
0: yep which right? she points out
1: yeah doesn't have a dishwasher doesn't have a washer or dryer doesn't have a television and the, the you know the neighbors upstairs because they live in an apartment building they're on their second television
0: yeah they, they've burned through the first one it's going to cost yeah. too much to repair
1: yeah. And and the interesting thing is he points out, well, yeah, he's got that. He's got all those things, but then he has to go down to the store every month and pay for them mm-hmm. because there's no credit cards the way we understand them, not for normal people. Yeah. If you want credit, you go to the store and every month you show up and you pay. You know, my mother who's 78, they had a TV because they were very, very wealthy. And they were the first to get cable because they lived in one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in Montreal. And This was in the fifties, but you know, it was a big deal for them. They had a huge TV, but most people did not, you know, like that TV he had, we, we only got to see the back of it. That TV was not the, like the screen did not fill that box.
0: No, God, no.
1: You know, I mean, if you think, I mean, I have a TV, I look to my right, I have a TV here. It's, I don't know, it's like 35 inches. It's a little guy. The one in my main room is 45. Mm -hmm. Very, very nice. You know, very impressive. The computer screen that we're working off of, I I can see you. I think this is a 23-inch screen, just because any bigger, it would be too big. But these are all much bigger than, I mean, the first TVs, my God, Adam, those screens were the size of the palm of your hand.
0: Yeah, I can remember uh, my grandma actually had an old antique TV that she wound up not using as a TV uh, and she just used it as sort of a, a storage table. She just had had her very makeup common. table sitting on that, I think.
1: Very, very common. They used to be built because it was a serious piece of furniture. Mm-hmm. Even when I was a kid, my parents bought this huge TV. I think it was 40 inches square, right? Old CRT. hmm and that motherfucker had this huge <laughs> wooden mount yeah and it and and this huge wooden base that it, you could turn it so you didn't have to pay, so if you wanted to reangle you didn't have to lift it up and mm. it was like it was fucking huge and this was in the 80s they bought this thing it was hilarious but still a primitive television that you know yeah. it, it was a modern tv it had a, a coaxial jack in the back oh wow uh, yeah ooh, but i wasn't allowed to hook my atari up to it i mean i had an old black and white tv for that black and whites were still a thing well into the 70s black and white was all they had the one thing remember we talked about this when we did the adams family how wacky the colors on the set were when you saw them in color and here they hadn't quite figured that out yet because everything is so drab it looks like they live in a tenement like you expect a rat to crawl across the screen but that's just they hadn't quite figured out how to paint the sets so they'd look so they pop on a black and white tv Whereas 10 years later, even though Adam's family was in black and white, the set popped. It looked great.
0: Yeah, you you definitely it. It's it's. Interesting, because obviously the walls are just like some kind of brown or tan or something like that. You yeah. know, you know, it is a poor to,
1: place they live.
0: Yeah. You know that Jackie Gleason's you know uniform is blue and uh yeah. the, the desk is or the table is brown. But other than that, like you don't have any other color there everything else is just this monotone saturated set
1: yeah because again they hadn't they probably painted it like they would as if there was going to be a stage play yeah you know um psycho which is i think from the 60s um of course it was filmed in black and white he insisted on it hitchcock and the famous scene in the shower you know what they use for the blood it's
0: chocolate sauce wasn't
1: it chocolate sauce that's right because fake blood um First off, in that era, it would have been Technicolor, and it came off so bright. It was like ox- like <laughs> oxygenated does not begin to describe how <laughs> like it was practically glow in the dark. Right. So he insisted on filming in black and white, but to get the blood to look good, he had to use chocolate sauce. Hmm. Um, because again, by that time, by the 60s, they'd figured this out, whereas o- it's so obvious that Honeymooners hadn't. But I think that's what adds to the charm of this. Yeah. These were professionals. No one here is an amateur, and yet they still had no idea what they were doing.
0: Yeah, it's it definitely it pulls you back in time for so many different reasons. For yes. this, for the, the all of them, good. social. Yeah, for well, I mean, the social context. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, there's um, some
1: differences. But well, um like, bang, zoom, it's like, like they say yeah, in, exactly. in Futurama. Oh, it's just spousal abuse. I thought yeah. it was about the moon program. And it's funny because I had that in my head when I went to when I watched that scene. Because of course it's in here. And you know what? He does not come off as serious. Mm-hmm. Like he might like at no point did I think he might actually strike her. Yeah. At no point did I think he was abusive. He's just got a big mouth. Yeah. And she goes nose to nose, toe to toe with him. So they've got a very loud over the top relationship Because as we taught, as you, as you mentioned, everything is emoted. Yeah. But I never felt like, oh my God, Ralph Cramden's actually gonna slug her.
0: No, and I, I don't think that I don't think that there was ever any any worry about that like at the time. I don't think that that's like I don't think it's ever been socially okay enough that you just beat your wife on national television.
1: Yeah, that no. that
0: just that doesn't really sit seem to fit. But it I don't know, it just it still doesn't sit right with me, even just the the well, threat no. of it.
1: Of course not, because you grew up in a civilized society. Well, you know, yeah, that'll. You did happens. not grow up in the fifties. Um, <laughs> you know, there is. The, I mean, I'm old enough to remember when. Oh, he's just beating his wife. It's no big deal. Yeah. Like, wait, what? <laughs> you yeah. Know? Um. But, you know, I, I. You have to take it for what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about how TJ Hooker was intended as a throwback. Right. Well, this is the throwback.
0: Yeah, (laughs) this is what we're throwing back to. CJ Hooker
1: is a parody of what The Honeymooners was. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I liked it. I liked all the characters. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Art Carney watching Captain Video, like, to be clear, that's a children's show. Right. But I think it's hilarious that they built him this kooky helmet. Yeah. And this ray gun right out of the. 30s flash gordon um and that's what he wants to watch and what does alice want to watch liberace she yeah. wants culture
0: right yes the culture that was liberace
1: well you know he was a pretty impressive player you know what it was yeah. he was he was over the top and he was gaudy but he played beautiful music yeah. and, and it was the 50s you
0: know it was very very talented very skilled musician
1: yeah just really fucking weird
0: yeah just but, really uh, really fucking weird
1: <laughs> yeah but you know This show, look, the fact is, it made an enormous, indelible impression on TV. Mm -hmm. And then 10 years later, we had the Flintstones, which was, Mm -hmm. again, the Honeymooners, but for kids. That show, along with the Jetsons, was revived in the 80s. You know, I think they've both sort of fallen by the wayside. I think they sort of went away by the early 90s. They were gone.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think the last thing i can remember of the flintstones they did a couple of live action movies in the late 90s early 2000s yeah. and that was yeah, the last with, uh, time i can remember it
1: yeah john goodman and rick Moranis. yeah yeah, well, yeah. Rick moranis has been retired for 30 years so um yeah like but yeah like i said but those were for people like me who grew up on those cartoons as reruns in the early 80s and then the one or two seasons or whatever where they tried to revive it in the 80s same with the jetsons Right. Um. And the Jetsons also had a movie in the early 90s with uh, Tiffany playing Judy Jetson. Did uh, they? Yeah. So she could sing a couple songs, which, by the way, are banging songs if you look them up. Uh, I always thought I'd see you again. And then I forget what the other one was. They're re- you and me. They're very good songs even for like, you know, the 90s. Huh. Uh, yeah, okay. They're pretty cool. Yeah. Like this, like obviously no one's remaking the Honeymooners today. No. It would not be done. It could no. not be done. But yet it's remade every year how like it happened remember we talked when we started this that when the new c the new tv season started we were going to pick a bunch of pilots well obviously that's not happening but how many honeymooners ripoffs do you think they're going to be this year husband and wife sitcoms Mm
0: -hmm. yeah husband and wife sitcoms that focus on one guy just doing a blue collar job and his wife wants xyz in the pilot episode and that's how you establish their dynamic
1: yeah i mean roseanne I mean you can say what you want about roseanne barr Mm-hmm. But that was an immensely influential show, and for much the same reason, working class people with working class concerns—that's what this was. These people weren't wealthy. This wasn't Leave It Ooh. to Beaver, you know. W- you know, with uh, Mrs. Cleaver with the, you know, you know, uh, was it vacuuming with her fucking pearls on? Yeah. These people don't have money. You know, they don't have yeah. a car.
0: No, far, far from it. It, it definitely. It does an excellent job of going, these are average people.
1: Yeah, these this, are this people who are nobody class. special.
0: This is, this is no different than you or I.
1: Yeah, I don't even know where it takes place, to be honest. I'm, I'm sure eventually they say.
0: More than likely.
1: I'm going to take a wild shot in the dark and say somewhere on the East Coast, just because of Jackie Gleason's uh, accent.
0: Yeah, I mean, like New Jersey kind of thing wouldn't surprise me.
1: Now I want to know.
0: All right. That's yeah, that's understandable. Said in the fictitious town of New York City. Oh,
1: okay. No, if all he's a New York City bus driver, and we'd probably know that. uh, We'd probably know that if we had paid closer attention. It's also possible it's not mentioned. Yeah. Whereas TJ Hooker, it it does not exist in any city.
0: No. No, It's you're meant
1: to think LAPD, but it's you know LA with the you know with the the serial numbers filed off. Right. Um, Yeah.
0: It's definitely not Los Angeles Police Department.
1: Yeah, definitely not. But it's just like, we're going to do Hill Street Blues, one of the most influential cop shows of the 80s. They never tell you where that takes place. Yeah. Uh, which is, uh, you know what? I I hate that shit. It drives me nuts. I, I hate it. Yeah, it uh, drives me nuts. Uh, that's actually why I prefer, as much as I'm not into comics, with the exception of Batman and Superman, where I, you know, I, I watch their movies, I prefer Marvel because it takes place in real places. Yeah. New York City. and, and I just It drives me nuts when you make places up. It's also why I like playing Spider-Man more than Gotham Knights because Spider-Man takes place in a real city and it feels like it. Whereas Gotham Knights looks like it was built for the game. Well, obviously it was, but you know what I mean? But no, this, yeah, this is New York city and yeah, he's got that sort of New York attitude. Do you think you'd ever go and watch a bunch of these? Like, I can't see you mainlining the series.
0: No, I, I don't know. I don't think I would. I, I, It's not because I think it's bad. It's not because it's, oh, it's dated. I can't watch this. It's just, I don't know. Something about it just didn't really grip me. I I feel like maybe, maybe it's the, maybe it's the acting that just kind of, eh, doesn't do it for me, but. Too much? Yeah. Maybe, I, I don't know. I feel like that's probably not it because I'm sure that I've watched shows that are more exaggerated and over the top and uh, stage stage acting yeah. in a way, but it just didn't grip me. I just don't think I'm gonna gonna wind up going back. It's it's definitely like if you are uh, trying to you know be a historian of television and cinema, I, I think it'd be definitely something that's up there to you know watch and be aware of and be able to track sure. the track the differences between it and X Y Z. But
1: yeah, if you watch sitcoms, yeah, go on to YouTube. I'm sure you could find an episode or two. I think that's where I found it. Yeah. For me, I think maybe at some point I'd say, you know, I I feel like watching something old. Maybe I'll watch an episode. I'll pick one at random or Mm -hmm. what's an interesting episode that, you know, it's sort of like, uh, uh, what is it? Um, The Lucille Ball. I love Lucy. There's the famous episode. Everyone knows with the chocolates Right. stuffing him in her mouth and down her shirt because the the uh, the you know the uh what do you call it the, the conveyor
0: uh, belt's uh, still going the conveyor
1: belt's going too fast yeah of course you want to watch that one right things like that yeah i can't see myself running through this though it wouldn't take you long it's only 39 episodes mm-hmm. um but yeah so just leave it there i guess i'll go back to my captain video
0: so. oh no ah. <laughs>
1: The Honeymooners, with the stars Art Carney, Audrey Meadows, and Joyce Randolph.